Broadcasting live from the RNR studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's the premier destination for an inside look into the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Presented by Tequila Embajador. Uh, we ain't played well enough, man. You got to finish. You got to play through four quarters, not three. So, uh, you know, like I said, man, we, we just shot ourselves in the foot. It's the best way I can explain it. Well, and we had concentration penalties. We lined up in a neutral zone, and, and um, you know, and then we had the 15-yarder. We, we had our guys put their hands on the back of the quarterback. When we're going to get off the ball, get off the field, he's throwing the ball away. So uh, I think it's all of the above. There was concentration penalties. There was alignment penalties, you know, and, and um, so it's really it was just a cornucopia of penalties today. We just didn't do a very good job. And that is frustrating. Um, lining up in the neutral zone, uh, third down, gave him a fresh set of downs, the Bengals. The penalty by Yannick and Kakwe, uh, I, I understand what he was talking about after the game. Hey, you're taught to play through the whistle, you know, and you're playing aggressive football. And I know people on social media, oh, well, you know, that's a BS call. Oh, he didn't do much. I, I, I don't, it's not what he did. It's when he did it. There's a rule against that. He It was two-hand touch. I get it. There's been more, you know, um, contact in, in a JV basketball game practice. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, 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 it didn't hurt anybody. It, it didn't change anything. There was none of that. But it's against the rules. That's the point. So you can't sit there and argue, well, that shouldn't be a penalty. Go take it up with the commissioner. But guess what? The commissioner is not on the field right there making that determination. It's the referees, and they're doing their job. And it clearly says you can't do that. And it was a critical mistake. The Raiders' defense did what it was supposed to do. It got the Bengals off the field on third down, but nope. Unique Ngakwe just (laughs) touches the quarterback Pushes the quarterback when he's not supposed to. Extends a drive. The Bengals end up scoring out of that drive. It's just really frustrating, as I'm sure Rich Passaccia and everybody else, to see those mistakes. All right, if it happens once in a while, you know, so be it. But it's not just once in a while. It's been every single game these last three games. And on top of that, the offense all of a sudden has forgotten how to convert third downs. Two of 16 over the last three games, or two games. Two of 16. It's just all these little things are adding up to one very big bad thing right now for the Raiders. And, you know, I'm asking Rich Passaccia today about the fight of this team. And it's not so much the willingness to throw down. I'm not talking about that kind of a fight. I'm talking about the kind of fight where you're going to play as a professional. You're going to be disciplined and not make silly mistakes. You're going to be disciplined and have poise and composure when you need to have it. That is such a key to success in life, in sports, in anything. When it gets hairy... When the bullets start flying, when the you-know-what hits the fan, when everything's just flying around, you have to be poised. You have to rise to that challenge and clear everything out and do the right thing 
sometimes in spite of it all. You're frustrated, do the right thing. You feel like you've been getting held all the game, don't care, do the right thing. You want to make that play so badly that you just want to get to the cross that line? Still do the right thing. It doesn't matter what you want to do, what you do, if you're not doing it within the rules. Because you're going to get flagged almost every single time, especially on the easy ones. And you hurt your team in the process. And when you're not playing just great football, solid football right now, and the Raiders aren't, let's be honest about it, they're not playing well enough as a team to overcome those types of mistakes. That's when you have to be in a fighting mode to fight against your opponent, but also yourself to remain poised and composed uh, and disciplined. That's when you have to do that the most because every little thing right now is really affecting the Raiders. And you want to be part of that problem or do you want to be part of the solution? And I think that just settling down and reacting in a more positive way, in a way that's not hurting the football team, is what the Raiders need to do. And I think if they get to that point, they're going to give themselves a chance to win football games. In spite of it all, they've been in every one of these games up until a breaking point where the defense is just like, I can't, I, there's not, not, you know, I'm spent, tired. I'm playing too much. There's a breaking point, and it happens to everybody. If you keep asking somebody to go out there and go out there, make a stop, 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 make a stop. They've run 70-some-odd plays, the other team. Enough is enough already. Give us a break. Help us out. That's what complimentary football is. Back out to the Raider Nation listening line. Bernard is on the line. How you doing, Bernard? Hey, Vinny, how you doing? Doing good, man. Hey, I just wanted to chime in a little bit. Um, a lot of times we hear the guy say, you know, it's it's hard to win in this league. And, you know, we, we, we watch these games, and you just kind of touched on it right there. The Raiders continue to give away plays, and they, they give away games. And I even think, even go back to the Chargers game, they was in that game pretty much all the way, you know, until, you know, the last quarter or so of that game. And they started making mistakes, and they ended up, ended up losing that game. Um, but, you know, just these penalties and, and these, these uh, you know, pre-snap penalties, you know, lining up in the neutral zone. And um, before the season started, we heard a lot about, you know, this team is different, this, this team is different. And, and I think a lot of the fans really started feeling that way. And I know you just started covering the Raiders, you know, um, within the last few years or so. But I think most of your calls, I don't know for sure, but most of your calls are coming from people that have been fans for, you know, n- n- numerous years, season ticket holders. And, you know, they're down in Vegas now. But everybody is so glad that you guys are on the air because it feels like, you know, we were more in tune to the Raiders than they were when they were in the in the Bay Area or when they were in Los Angeles because we have so much, you know, in-depth um, information from, from the radio station, from you, from you and Q and DeMond, everybody. is just it's like they're still here. And we want to believe that they that is something different, but it's always we always feel like we're waiting for the next shoe to drop. 
And in this season, nobody could have expected all the things that they're dealing with. And I don't think people really want it's, it's a car thing. And, you know, he takes it on the chin. It's my fault. It's my, no, it's not always your fault, Card. You know, it's, it's big of him to, to say that. But anybody that's been following this team, you want to put all the, the blame on him or whatsoever, it, it's, it's not right. Just if you've seen this team over the last, since he's been the quarterback, yes, he's a good quarterback. And you say he needs a lot of things to go, to go right for him to be successful. And that's what the Raiders haven't done. They haven't put a lot of things around him. And he's a quarterback that needs more things in place for him to be successful. He's doing, he's done pretty much all he can do. And you get to a point where you need a new voice. And I think it's kind of like that with Card. It might be good for him to get a new surrounding. And it, it will be hard to get another really quality quarterback, but I think he needs a new surrounding. I think the Raiders need a new voice, whoever that may be. I know it's not easy to just go out and just pluck a quarterback from somewhere, but I think it might be good for him. He said he doesn't want to play for another team but the Raiders, but they're really not doing him any favors, man. And the things that happened this year, he had no control over it. Coming into this season, it was like, get a defense that's middle of the pack. And they're pretty much done that. And it's now the offense just seems like they just can't get it together. And all these unforeseen circumstances is all basically on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, you know, and uh, I appreciate the call, Bernard. And um, you know, I I would imagine um, if I'm Derek Carr and I live my life a certain way and I'm being disciplined and accountable and uh, not my, putting myself in any kind of position to you know um, to 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 hurt the team because of my actions, you know, off the field especially, I'd imagine that there's some frustration on his part you know, um, over some of the things that have happened, you know, like it, it affects him not having Henry Ruggs affects him. And, you know, there's a whole other side to the Henry Ruggs thing that, you know, is just tragic and beyond words, you know, um, and, and, you know, you don't want to necessarily, you know, walk that line or even think about it. But if you're Derek Carr, you know, not having 11 out there, it hurts him, right? It, It just, the offense isn't the same. And he was just getting used to or just getting really in rhythm and, and developing a chemistry with, with Henry Ruggs. And it was all headed in the right direction. And now that's taken away. His head coach, you know, his head coach through something that, you know, uh, we, can, we, can, we, can, we, can, we can argue about how it got out. Uh, seems a little shady to me, without question, how all that got out. And, you know, the Raiders were blindsided by that and had to pay a dear price for that. Something that didn't even happen when he was employed by them, John Gruden. But it's still like it had, you know, there's no, there's no condoning what happened, what he said and wrote, you know, it put the Raiders in an impossible position right there. And now all of a sudden, you know, uh, Mark Davis doesn't have uh, his, the, the, the guy that, he designated as the football face of this organization for years and years to come. That was the plan. Imagine how devastating, devastated that is for him. Out of the blue, you know? And, and, and Derek Carr, his head coach, the guy that he was joined at the hip with, the guy that he was at lockstep with, all of a sudden that voice is no longer there. That influence is no longer there. That expertise is no longer there. Say what you want about John Gruden, but... He knew how to call plays. He knew how to design plays. And I can pretty much guarantee you 
the two of 16 on third downs, I'm sorry, and I'm not pointing any fingers at anybody in particular, but I don't think that that would be happening if John Gruden was still here. But he isn't, and so the Raiders have to move on. But you can imagine some frustration uh, on, on the part of a lot of people over some of the things that have happened. But you got to play through it, and that's what the Raiders are trying to do in real time. And it's not the easiest thing to do. And if you're the Raiders' offense and Derek Carr not having Henry Ruggs, an offensive line that's still uh, in pursuit of um, an inadequate, consistent level of play, a running game that hasn't got on track because of that, partially because of that, and a lot of reasons because of that offensive line, the struggles of the offensive line. um, You know, now all of a sudden, it feels like everything is on Derek Carr's shoulders. Like, let's, let's be honest about this for a second, too. There's no real running game that the Raiders can rely on right now. So what happens in that kind of a situation? Hey, quarterback, go get it done. All right. And now he's not playing um, as well as he did. And I'm sure teams are defending the whole thing differently because a big part of the puzzle is out, uh, you know, has been eliminated. So now he's trying to overcome that as well. So, yeah, I'm sure there's some frustration, but you know, and he's 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 up there being the face of it and owning it and taking accountability for it and responsibility for it and saying it's on my shoulders. Blame me. Go ahead, blame me. He doesn't deserve all the blame, uh, but collectively, and it's not even important at this point who's the fault, who's you know pointing the fingers, all of that. That doesn't solve the problem. And I think I'll give the Raiders credit for this. I don't think they've gotten to that point. I don't sense any of that. What I have sensed is, how do they figure it out? What do you got to do to get this thing figured out? Working around the clock to come up with some solutions, to figure out a different way now to attack uh, opponents. Can't oppose your will up front. Can't just rely on a um, you know a hard-nosed, grinded-out run game that helps set up the pass. Going to have to figure out a different way. Or manufacture something in the run game. Draw it up a little bit differently, you know? put guys in some different positions. They're trying to do that. Um, and and, and uh, there's no shortage of that. There's no shortage of effort. And at the same time, it sure would help if they can eliminate the silly penalties. And I'm sorry, but I've been doing this long enough. That ain't on the coaches. That comes down to those 11 guys on the field at any given time to do things right, to play with poise and composure. Some you know, Bernard just said, you know, they get up there every day and they talk about how hard it is to win this league. Yeah, it's hard to win in the NFL, even when you're playing efficient football, because those guys are pretty good on the other side, too. It's almost impossible to win in the NFL when you're committing careless mistakes and, and, and hurting yourself with self-inflicted wounds. It's tough to win in the NFL. It's almost impossible to do it when you're your own worst enemy, when you're playing against yourself and the other guy. Back out to the right Raider Nation listener line. Robert is in San Jose. How you doing, Robert? Uh, good, Vinny. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, you got said some things uh, recently that uh, I agree with. It's really disappointing to hear uh, Raider fans go back to the blame Derek Carr uh, saying Derek Carr is the least of the Raider issues. I don't think uh, any quarterback in the history of pro football has to go through a season or a month 
like he's had to go through uh, recently. And as you pointed out, not only the distance between Gannon and Carr, but look the distance between Plunkett and Gannon, Stabler and Plunkett. And we got lucky to get Plunkett. That was just by accident when Dan Pastorini broke his leg or Plunkett wouldn't have gotten his opportunity. So let's ease off the Derek Carr, uh, please. Uh, have some common sense. Uh, one thing I'm, I'm, I'm really disappointed in is Greg Olson. I thought with John Cruden gone, maybe Greg Olson uh, would step up and get out from under John Gruden's shadow and show that he's a guy that is actually a capable uh, play designer and play caller, and he's just not that guy. Uh, there's a reason he's never been a head coaching candidate at for pros or college is that next hit guy as an offensive coordinator and he's showing it right now. There's just zero imagination. Uh, I know that number 11 is not there anymore, but you've got to come up with something, as you've said, to do something else. And it seems like the Raiders are stuck in the, the, the same old playbook but had rugs available, and they're just not doing anything else. And they're not taking advantage of, of Jackson and at least having him run two or three post routes a game, two or three up to scenes, two or three going up the field and, and doing some comebacks. I'm seeing just a lack of imagination from, from Greg Olson. And unfortunately, you know, hopefully they, they, they get it together, but I have a feeling that, you know, we're just going to be going to a whole new office of staff. I think Gus Bradley has done a good job. Uh, the, the senseless penalties on third down, to me, those are like turnovers. And the Raiders' defense had three turnovers yesterday and gave away 10 points. Uh, they still would have lost, but you just you cannot do that. It's a lack of discipline. And I don't know who the next head coach is going to be. I'm, I'm rooting for Rich Passaccia. I hope they turn things around. You know, I'm all, ever the optimist, but... Uh, Maybe uh, Joe Brady or <laughs> yeah, uh, Eric the Enemy will be coming in next year and just giving this offense some creativity. Yeah, yeah and um, you know, we'll, we'll uh, first of all appreciate the call, uh, Robert uh, in San Jose. Uh, always enjoy the uh, the conversation. Um, you know, I'm I'm one of those I'm one of those uh, uh, type people that um, you know when it if and when it gets to that point. That's when it gets to that point. If they have to look elsewhere for a new head coach and a new regime, uh, I think these, you know, next seven games or so will 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 kind of tell that. Um, at the same time, uh, I'm sure that uh, the decision makers and the higher ups are doing everything in their power right now to, you know, assess the situation and keep their eye on what might be available and 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 all that. You know, you have to uh, in this world because as we saw in October. Um, a lightning bolt can strike at any given time and you just never know where it's going to come. So what does that mean? You got to be prepared for all situations, uh, including re potentially replacing your coach, even though you never wanted to replace your head coach. You know what I'm saying? Like that just fell out of the sky uh, onto the lap of Mark Davis, unbeknownst to him, um, you know, uh, did nothing wrong. 
the, the it, this thing seemed to be headed in the right direction. His vision uh, for for the Raiders and the, a football leader in John Gruden. Um, it might not have completely you know happened this year, but I truly believe that the whole thing was headed in the right direction. Um, and they're slowly but surely they were getting the pieces. They were doing it the right way, and all of a sudden, no, nope, he's out of the picture. And it was kind of forced uh, upon Mark Davis and the organization based on things that John Gruden did years ago, and then somebody deciding uh, that needed to be out in uh, in the public. You can quibble, quabble, whatever you want to call it, and argue about it. Uh, it happened, and now the Raiders have to move on one way or another. Whether it's to, you know, uh, put all their faith now in this in, the, in this current staff or <clears throat> move on from the staff at the end of the year. There's a lot of questions that that need to be uh, uh, asked um, and answered. But right now, of premium importance, of immediate concern, and really the only thing. Uh, that this organization should be steely focused on, laser focused on, uh, is trying to win enough of the next seven games to make the playoffs. Uh, And I still think there's a path there, but it just has to happen in a hurry. And I think it's pivotal, Um, maybe not imperative, but pivotal, that they get to six and five here uh, on Thursday night uh, and leave Dallas, come back home to Las Vegas with a six and five record, with a little bit of a, a cushion ahead of their next game against the Washington football team to just kind of take a deep breath a little bit and assess these next six games and trying to figure out on a game-by-game basis uh, how to count up to the necessary numbers of wins uh, that they're going to need to get into the playoffs. It's there. It's available. And so much of this is on the Raiders just settling down, calming down sometimes, and playing the right way and poised um, and with composure. And if they can get to that, I'm convinced that they could put themselves in a pretty good position. But it, it, it has to start there. This thing about fight and desperation and all that, it's all, it's, 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 it's important. They need to fight, but they need to do it the right way. They just need to be effective and efficient and stop shooting themselves in the foot. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila Embajador, Raider Nation Radio 920 AM on a Monday. Interact with the show. Text Vinny at 69187 or tweet at him at Vinny Bonsignor. This is In the Huddle with Raiders beat writer Vinny Bonsignor on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Yeah, it's perfect. You said discipline. And uh, it starts with everything you do in your life. If you don't have any discipline, you're not going to have any when we go out there in the biggest moments of your life, you know. And uh, it's something Coach Passaccio stresses um, probably more than any coach I've ever been around, if I'm honest. And uh, so I'm sure... I'm sure we're going to hear about it, and as we should. So uh, it's something that we need to fix. Um, but again, <laughs> all I want to do is win a game. So we got one coming up. Hopefully, it's a different feeling. That's Derek Carr yesterday at Allegiant Stadium. We're going to talk to Derek Carr um, a little bit later tonight. The media is. It's a short week, obviously. So everything gets pushed up a couple of days. So we'll be talking to Derek uh, a little bit later on tonight. Um, I'm sure we'll be talking about uh, what he had to say tomorrow, uh, 4 to 6 on In the Huddle. Brought to you by Tequila and Bahadur. By the way, uh, guys, I just want to talk a little bit about my new friends over at Sextros. And they're putting a contemporary spin on an American classic. You know, during Prohibition, the little town of Templeton, Iowa, little Templeton, Iowa, literally became one of the liquor capitals of the world. And a pioneering mother, driven by the need to feed her family, crafted a farmhouse brew that ended up becoming an iconic piece of American history. Through word of mouth, 
Lorene Sextro's distinctive creation spread from St. Paul, Minnesota to St. Louis, Missouri, Omaha, Nebraska, all the way to Chicago, where Al Capone referred to it as the gold standard. Now, we all know who Al Capone is, right? Uh, this recipe has survived decades of copycats and imitations. Meanwhile, Mama Sextro's secret concoction was passed on from generation to generation. And now, nearly 100 years later, her grandson Heath has brought it back to life. And what was once only enjoyed by Big Al and his connected associates is now available to you. I've personally tried it, and it's exceptional. It's fresh, it's clean, and it's the superior spirit for any cocktail. Visit sextros.com, S-E-X-T-R-O-S.com for all their products and recipes and where you can find it locally. Get connected over at sextros, S-E-X-T-R-O-S.com for all your great holiday spirit and spirit all the way through the season and year. It's great. Uh, we're going to go back out to the Raider Nation listener on the line. Raider Tone is on the line. How you doing, Raider Tone? Man, you know, a couple of calls before mentioned about a lot of things, man, and I, they all made sense. But before I, before I, I think I just want you to answer this at the very end of my call. If something happens where uh, they do make a big change, and just for the record, I'll say that, that I'm okay with moving on without 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 Derek. I know you've, you've broken it down. They'd probably have to go six and one to make the playoffs with with 11 wins. I don't know what that'd be. 11 wins, um, but I'm a lifelong Raider fan. I know that you said you weren't a Raider fan, so I, I just I'm just frustrated with it. I've, I've defended him. I've defended him on Facebook. I've defended him with people so I'm blue in the face. Yeah, yesterday's game didn't change everything, but I'm I I know we haven't had a quarterback in 20 years. But let's just say all this happened, and somehow Mayock doesn't doesn't withstand everything. There's changes. Who's who's Mark Davis's right hand man? Is it Marcel Reese? I'm not. I'm not joking. I'm not, I'm not trying to make light of Marcel Reese. I mean, you talked about Chucky being or John Gruden being uh, the, the the face of the, of the Raiders, the guy that was the the, the football the football man in, in the office back there. Um, who? That's my concern. Who's going to be the Who's going to be the the, the Don Corleone? Uh, and, and going to be at a shot caller to, to give Mark Davis the advice. And I'm not saying Mark Davis doesn't know football, but he's not on the level of, of, of the pioneer, uh, Al Davis, uh, one of the pioneers of, of AFL football. Uh, but that was my question at the end. But me, my point to get moving on, Derek, I, I look at Joe Burrows yesterday. I look at Josh Allen, even Josh Allen is slipping. I look at some of the mobile quarterbacks, yes, and I know that not a lot of mobile quarterbacks win the Super Bowl besides Russell Wilson. Um, but that's my concern with Derek. He can't, he can't get it going. And look at Mixon yesterday. And Joe Mixon, like he got shouted, he looked like Josh Jacobs three years ago. Um, it's not all on DC, but me haven't seen a Super Bowl in 38 years, literally since I was a senior in high school. Um, I can live with us not having number four there. I know he's a great man, a good Christian man. He says all the right things. I didn't like him more than a Dodger hat, by the way, yesterday. Um, was, oh! You know, I, know he's a, I, I, I know he's a Dodger and Laker fan, um, but, you know, um, I'm still Bay to the Bay Area for the roots, man. And I know you kind of knocked on the Raiders in a little bit when you said that the Coliseum was a dump, but it was our dump, and now they have a palace. They have a palace, and, you know, the oddsmakers were wrong, dude. They had him at eight plus or minus over eight wins. I've said it 20 times, and I know I'm, I'm sorry to broken record. Maybe they were right. Maybe the talent isn't right. Maybe um, Carl Nass is not a stud. Maybe um, Yannick Ngagwe is, is, is pretty. Maybe Max Crosby isn't as good as we think he is. Yeah, I've seen the flashes, man, but um, 
I've stuck it out, man. I'm going to stick it out, man, for the, for the time being. But also, one last thing, Vinny, I, I know you got to go. Is it going to be harder? Because you guys had it good. You guys got new offices now. You've got the new, the new stadium. You got to be super. You guys had it good. Now you've got to dig into the Raiders a little bit. Um, I'm not saying throw a meatball question and, and cause a controversy, but you're, now you guys had it kind of nice. Now, because the Bay Area, they only have maybe a Oh, man, you, you, you tailed off. I was interested in where you were uh, going with that. Um, yeah, you know, it's it's funny how, um, you know, the f- people on Twitter, and I'm not saying this uh, about you, uh, Raider Tone, you know, I see it, oh, you know, ask the tough questions, ask the, you, uh, you know, they get all tough on, on social media. Uh, 99.9% of the fans that say that would be taking selfies with these guys <laughs> if they were in the same room with them. So stop already with the, uh, with the ask the tough questions. And furthermore, um, this is a very unique situation right now for us as reporters because we don't have locker room access. Back in the day, um, as a reporter, you know, you're able to develop relationships in a locker room. So what you see on, you know, uh, Raider.com and, you know, the YouTube page and where, where we're all asking all these questions that you guys hear, most of the best stuff comes from stuff that's far, far away from there. I'm not going to indict somebody on, um, you know, on uh, asking them questions in that kind of a setting. I'm going to ask tough questions. I literally asked uh, Rich Bisaccia yesterday and Derek Carrier and everyone that came up to that podium, what's going on? What are the explanations for uh, the lack of, um, you know, uh, efficiency on third downs, the penalties, the carelessness? Those were questions that I asked uh, over and over again um, yesterday. And that's all I can do. I'm not going to sit there and berate anybody. That's silly. That's unprofessional. It's silly. It's nonsense. It's unrealistic. And you wouldn't, not you, uh, I'm not talking to a Raider tone. Uh, thank you for the call. Uh, but for the, 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 the Twitter warriors out there, tough guy warriors out there that, that, you know, expect uh, us to be out there acting like some prosecuting attorney, um, you know, grilling these guys, you know, for everybody to see, stop it. All right. That's not going to happen. However, I do miss the times when I was able to go into the locker room and, and you know, talk confidentially, you know, uh, with, with some just away from the cameras and all that to try to get a, a little bit of a better sense. So uh, just want to throw that out there. As far as, you know, Derek Carr and moving on from Derek Carr, um, I get that sentiment and maybe that's what it's going to come come down to. And maybe he, you know, uh, would, would benefit from a change of scenery. Uh, but we'll see at the end of the year um, if that's something that the Raiders are, are you know, uh, you know, going to consider. Consider, And I think these next seven games are going to dictate a lot of what those type of decisions or where those type of decisions uh, head. But I will say this, if you're, if, if you're a Raider fan, just brace for the fact that it might be a little while, um, you know, without number four, if number four moves on or if they move on from number four, in terms of finding the next guy, um, it, it's not as easy uh, as, it, as, it, as it sometimes appears. Now, they can make a trade for somebody. There could be some f- interesting free agents uh, out there. Maybe they can get fortunate uh, in, in the draft and where they're placed in the draft. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see about that. As far as the mobility of the quarterback, I get it, and I understand it. And I think it is beneficial to have somebody that can at least um, – be, a, be somebody that, that defenses have to honor uh, in terms of the run. Now, uh, you know, Tom Brady, he can't run a lick, um, and he's not needed to, and he's won more Super Bowls than most teams uh, out there. Let's be honest about that. But he doesn't need to. He's just the greatest of all time. Uh, Derek Carr is not in, in that category, so that's just 
the way it is. Um, but some mobility can go a long way. And especially right now, again, um, without a dependable run game, um, losing some weapons that the Raiders uh, have lost, Derek Carr has lost, uh, an offensive line that just hasn't come together like the Raiders had hoped. Um, having a mobile quarterback in this kind of a situation, absolutely 1,000%. Uh, would help matters. It truly would. And that's why I think that there are situations where um, the Raiders might be better served at this point with the, where things are with that offensive line and that lack of running game and some of the weapons that are missing. It might behoove the Raiders to get Marcus Mar- Mariota on the field a little bit more in those type of situations uh, to to get a couple of easier uh, tries at a, at a third down convert or a fourth down convert. Give it right back to Derek Carr because uh, I think he's the guy in terms of overall quarterback. Uh, but but worth it for the Raiders uh, to start examining new ways to go about and approach uh, these third down situations that, frankly, right now are killing them. Back out to the Raider Nation listener line. Tim is in San Jose. How you doing, Tim? Oh, looks like we are going to wait on Tim until we get back from break. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor brought to you by Tequila Embajador. Interact with the show. Text Vinny at 69187 or tweet at him at Vinny Bonsignor. This is In the Huddle with Raiders beat writer Vinny Bonsignor on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Back out to the Raider Nation listener line. Tim is in San Jose. How you doing, Tim? Good, Vinny. Just want to quickly talk about Derek Carr. Derek Carr, um, to me, is a good quarterback, but he can't overcome adversity. I still believe he's one of the few quarterbacks that just need everything to be perfect. When I heard about the offensive line in the offseason, I already knew what the season was going to come to because he has never had this bad of an offensive line. We talk about the game, right? It's a physical game, but it's mostly a mental game, okay? Derek Carr is not used to all this pressure, and he is not going to be able to handle it throughout the season. He's endured a little bit, but without the run game, and with all this pressure, it was only a matter of time. I see him out there. He just looks not confident. And now losing Henry Ruggs, I, I don't believe this offense is as talented as we say it is. I, I, I was the guy harping the 2016 offense was the most talented offense that I've seen since the last Super Bowl, and I still believe that. This Without a run game, you cannot be successful. We were top five in rushing, top ten in passing that year. The defense, yes, the defense is probably the best it's ever been, but at what cost? You know what I mean? So it's been eight seasons. We can't keep doing this to him. It's the best for both parties to part ways. I know it'll take a process, but it's just we can't keep getting that you know sensation. The first half of the season, we're doing well, we're doing well, and then just collapse every single time. You know, you see good quarterbacks lead teams all the time. When Alex Smith left, he was taking the playoff, except that was a better situation, right? When Brett Favre left the Packers, you know, I mean, there's a lot of quarterbacks, and they're not even the same name as Derek Carr who were good, but at some point you just got to move on because it's not getting, getting you where you want to go. And losing this offensive line was a death sentence. Yeah, there's been other things that's happened with Coach Gruden, but you know what? Gruden was here for, what, four years? I don't know how long it takes to get it right, but it, it just doesn't look good, and you can't expect him to do to overcome all this adversity. That's just not who he is, and that's why you need a running quarterback. 
because he's running quarterbacks and get away with the bad offensive line. That's what makes him successful. When you have a quarterback who needs a good offensive line like Derek Carr who doesn't run, this is what you get, right? We were able to get away with it with the big plays with Henry Ruggs. He's not here. Now you realize the, the wide receiver core isn't as good as, you, as we thought they were. We keep saying talent. I'm like, how do you say that? If they were as talented as they, as they were going to be, they would show it. And we wouldn't have well, I think they were. Yeah, I appreciate the call, Tim. I think they were showing it. This this offense was the second ranked uh, passing offense in the NFL, um, right up until basically a couple weeks ago, I guess. Uh, but but a lot of it that was because they had it, it was to me anyway a, a, a well thought out wide receiver group. You had, um, and I I include Darren Waller in that situation as well. He's you know he's a quote unquote tight end, but he lines up everywhere as a wide receiver. So between Waller and Ruggs and Hunter Renfro and, you know, uh was has Brian Edwards been the most consistent guy? No. Uh but some of that is also he needs more targets, you know, and and uh and and get more opportunities. But he was coming along and and, and doing well. You saw what uh, Foster Moreau is capable of yesterday on the touchdown pass. But I thought as constructed this wide receiver group was not just talented, but really headed in the right direction as a young, basically a very young group too. So with second-year guys in, in Ruggs and, and Brian Edwards and a third-year guy in Hunter Renfro, and really when you think about Darren Waller, what, a third-year guy? Uh, the Darren Waller that we know um, was was a third-year third player. So you just it's 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 hard to overcome the kind of loss that they suffered when Henry Ruggs um, was was taken out of the picture. It just is, and they have to figure it out, obviously. And I think getting Deshaun Jackson uh, acclimated and and uh, and and engaged a little bit more is going to help. But um, I do think that that was a talented wide receiver group. But now, because Henry's not here, they're going to have to go find another wide receiver at the end of the year. Period. Exclamation point. That's what happened when Henry. Um, left the scene. He is now needed. He needs to be replaced now, and that wasn't something that the Raiders were thinking about. They were on to other, um, you know, uh, uh, boxes to check off. You know, I felt like it was going to be offensive line, some more, you know, a linebacker that can run a little bit better and keep up with uh, tight ends. Um, you know, uh, uh, some more uh, secondary help. You know, maybe a running. I, I don't know what else. You know, there's a bunch of things that they were going to be looking at, but I felt like they felt like. Wide receiver is pretty set for the for the next for the foreseeable future with Ruggs, Edwards, um, and and Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller. Now you want to throw a uh, Devonte Adams into that mix? Heck yeah, you can do that too. Uh, but it would have been something that wasn't desperate need. It would have been something that you know could have taken a good group and elevated it into a, a tremendous group. But all bets are off now without Henry Ruggs. Out to the Raider Nation listener line. Brazy is in Vegas. How you doing, Brazy? Hey, thanks. I, I, I want to see over these next seven games, I want to see Carr take more control of the offense. Yes, Greg Olson's been in the league. He's called a lot of plays, but he's never done it good enough to get a head coaching job. So, so when I see, when you ask Derek the question about third and six, and he says, well, I'm just running the play, that's not good enough, Derek, right? That play comes in, you got to X that and just call a better play. I want to, right, right now, he doesn't have a play caller. He's got a, he's got a play caller, but he can change and not have to worry about a head coach coming down on him hard, right? So, I want to see him take more control of this offense. Yes, the game plan, everything. He The play, call play comes in. But if you're not feeling it, get me to a play that works, man. I don't want you standing up there at the podium anymore and saying, well, I'm just trying to execute the play that's called the best I can. That's not good enough anymore, man. 
Yeah, I hear you. And he does have, um, you know, the authority to uh, and the flexibility to change calls. Uh, thought he changed uh, a call yet, uh, last night or yesterday uh, into a bad play, uh, but that happens from time to time. So he does. Uh, but I, I just think more than anything, uh, they need to start playing poised, composed football, more efficient uh, football. As I said, stay away from the silly mistakes. Stay away, stay away from the turnovers. Um, and things will get a lot better. I also think they need to run the ball. I hear people talking about abandon the run, just throw the ball. Ooh, I don't know if that's uh, the answer because you get too one-dimensional and teams are just going to tee off. Uh, as Not that they aren't right now, but they're going to even more so. you got to figure out a way to manufacture some sort of a run game, a dependable run game. Uh, that can take a little bit of pressure and not have everything on the shoulders of Derek Carr because it really feels like that's what Derek Carr feels like. Like it all comes down to him. And certainly the quarterback has a big say in things, but it shouldn't be inordinate, uh, you know, uh, an inordinate amount uh, for, for him to shoulder. He's just not built that way. Few quarterbacks are. I want to say thanks to all the callers. I hear the passion. I hear the frustration. We'll see happens on Thursday against the Dallas Cowboys uh, and see if they're going to give you a good Thanksgiving uh, and set you up for a nice uh, holiday season. Um, we'll be back at it tomorrow, 4 to 6 p.m. in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy will be joining me tomorrow. Uh, if I didn't get to the call to you uh, today, uh, give us a call tomorrow. We'll absolutely get you back on uh, tomorrow. Thanks to Devon Cotton for doing everything that he does. Really appreciate you guys. Uh, we will see you tomorrow. Talk to you tomorrow, 4 to 6 p.m. in the huddle. 9.20 a.m. Raider Nation Radio.